Baby girl, you already know what time it is. Welcome back to another episode of Let's Have Breakfast. I have an amazing guest joining me today. Now, my good sis Cher is a food storyteller and a restaurant recommender in Los Angeles. Over the past seven years, she's dedicated time to trying at least one new restaurant a week. How impressive is that? What started as a challenge has turned into a lifestyle of appreciating experiences. Her content highlights elevated dining experiences, casual eateries, hole-in-the-wall restaurants, street foods, and of course, everyday snacks. As a person who enjoys connecting destinations through culinary avenues, she provides her audience with recommendations for the best food and drink options LA has to offer, encouraging them to advance their comfort zones and embrace the adventure of unfamiliar dining. We have Share Good hey, Eats today. I know her as Share Good Eats on social media. I have been keeping up with her for it's probably been about a year a year yeah. and a half or something like that um so we're mutuals online i think she's you know super cool so i'm so excited to bring her on the podcast today yeah Thank you for having me on yet this is like our, like first, our first fall as well i know like <laughs> no it's so crazy but i mean i can tell online like you're bubbly i feel like i am you are very much yourself yeah you gotta yeah, be you gotta, you gotta be like yeah what you can only be your best self if you're yourself. <laughs> right. No, but there's some people that definitely present themselves as more outgoing, more like kind of bubbly mm. and fun a online. Little yeah. <laughs> a little a little bit not the same. So that's why I was like, girl, it's we're good. We're good. The energy's there, I feel like. It is. Okay, well, we will hop right into some of the rapid-fire questions. I like to call them coffee break questions. So it's kind of like the more chill, just kind of get to know you. Um, it's an icebreaker for Let's Have Breakfast fam, and it's all fun. It's all fun. So without further ado, can you describe your aesthetic in three words? Professional, dibble, dabbler. I think that I can just get down with so many things and I always go after my interests and I feel like I smoke like breadcrumb information about myself and they're always like, what? And I think that's like the best thing. Like, why not? If you have an idea or you want to do an activity, why not just do it? Like, let's just have fun. Yeah, absolutely. Period. And I saw too recently that you're doing home renovations. Is that right? <laughs> yes. So like, I guess, I guess technically my other job is um, I'm a like construction worker and a plumber. I'm learning plumbing as well. I've been doing that for about, I want to say like going on two years now, but it's, it's always interested me. My dad's been doing it my entire life. My mom was a contractor when I was growing up. So that's so cool. I kind of just like naturally yeah. fell into it and liked it. So here we are. <laughs> That's Showing so that cool. side of me is new. I know, yeah. I was like, oh my gosh. And someone was like in the comments like, I didn't know you did this. But it's... Yeah, they said plot twist. I was like, there's more on the way. <laughs> it's like peeling back layers of an onion. Yeah. Yeah. I love oh. it. So being in the LA area, you know, you get to experience a ton of different food. I'm sure super amazing. What is your go-to brunch spot and what do you like to get there? Go to brunch spot is Smokehouse on Main. It's located in New Hall, which is in Santa Clarita. And they have these things called like a Texas taco and has brisket, chorizo, eggs. It's really so amazing. And 
They actually, actually spin every, every single birthday, birthday day. day. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's yeah. so special. Yeah, yeah. so anytime yeah. I kind of like want barbecue or just breakfast period in my area, my default is always there. Like I just, I don't know what it is. The brisket is so good. There we go. And they have six different barbecue sauces, like regional. So they do have a Kansas barbecue sauce. Um, like we have a Georgia one. California, like they which one's the best? I'm pretty sure I reach for the Kansas one actually. Period. It's max. <laughs> no, I'm gonna have to go there and try that because it sounds really good. What yeah. time are you like getting this breakfast? Is it like morning time? So, so it's, it's only till 11 a.m. I'm pretty sure. I think they Ooh. always serve the brunch till 11 or 11 30. Mm-hmm. So you have to be there early. And I kind of like, not that I don't like that, but come on. I mean, it makes it, if it's like one. Yeah. Yeah. But I just roll over there when I can. No, that sounds so good. I'm going to have to watch the next time you go and be like, that's, that's the one. That's what she was talking about. So we're talking about breakfast, getting up early. You got to get up early to go to that brunch if you want it. Yeah. What kind of Sunday girl are you? For me personally, I'm like a stay in bed as long as I can, wake up when I get up, get some coffee, <laughs> hang out with friends, Sunday kind of girl. What Sunday kind of girl are you? Ideally, I, I would, would be, be a stay in bed girl, but my dog still wakes up at 6.30 a.m. by default every day. And I just kind of usually just wake up when he wakes me up. That's my alarm clock. And I go on a walk. And then if I have any plans, I'll go to brunch. But I don't like participate in like drunk brunch. Like that's just I'm yeah. not a champagne girl personally. I feel like it's, you know, I had a birthday once where we had champagne off the wazoo. And since then, like when I have champagne, I just think about the worst hangover of my life. Oh, I yeah. Um, I got that's class azul for me. Yeah, I had that was my twenty first birthday, and that's like that was the drink memorable moment. (laughs) Can't forget. That's just so. I'd like to keep it chill, do the brunch if I can. Um, if not, I will revert to bed after the walk. My dog has to get that walk. So, how long of a walk do you guys go on? Probably at least a mile. Oh but gosh. I think we're getting, we're like three miles. Like I'm out, out for about an hour, hour just straight up. <laughs> yeah. I feel like that is like a big thing kind of in the LA area. People walk for real. Yes. And what's so sad is that we're actually not really like a walkable city. Mm-hmm. But I feel like people are moving towards just going, driving somewhere, going to nature to go on a walk or even doing a city walk. But you can't, like, just walk around, go to the store, and then go back home. That's not really a thing. Yeah. But I do like the outdoor walk movement. It's it's getting us all together. I'm seeing more people out there. Poor people of color, especially on the trails. It's been nice to see. Yeah, it is really nice. I'm like, oh, y'all just be walking out there. Yeah, it's that active roots. Yes. Period. (laughs) (laughs) What would you say is the current soundtrack to your life? Ooh, um, 
Closer by Guapoy. I think that's how you say her name. It's like a song that my mom used to play a lot as a child. Oh, I love that. Yeah, and I still like play it to myself, or at least like. This is like kind of cringe. Like when I'm feeling emotional, but like emotional, sappy, and like happy about my life, yeah. I'll play that song and it'll like bring me to tears. It makes me feel so thankful and. I think in this period of my life, I'm just trying to practice more gratitude for mm-hmm. literally like everything that's going on because I'm like, dude, it could be worse. Yeah. <laughs> like, you're blessed. Like, let's be thankful for what we have, what's what we have going on, and not be uh, moved from a place of doubt. So I feel like that always that song gives me like a mood of gratitude always. Um, I think it's great though too to have something that kind of grounds you, centers you, and like. Mm-hmm. It just kind of like pours back into you. It's like yeah. feeding your childhood. I feel like that's a really yes. big thing. And at least yeah, it's closer, closer to my dreams. dreams. Like that's like the whole exactly. the song lyric is like close to my dreams. Which is like, I'm like every day. Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> Gotta keep it pushing. Mm-hmm. Okay, so for our maybe younger listeners, what is something you wish you had learned early on, earlier on in life? <clears throat> Maybe, um, I guess guess to say, like, to not move in perfectionism. I think that was something I really struggled a lot and with in high school and college, like, thinking that every single assignment, every project, everything that I did had to be to to perfection. And it it honestly was, like, stunting my growth for so long because I was spending so much time on one single topic or... Just, just like, like thinking over and over over my mind, just overthinking something that honestly like didn't deserve any of that. Um, and I heard this quote recently. It was like, "A hundred good things is better than one perfect thing." And yeah, I'm just, especially with content creation, I'm like, I cannot sit on this video for another day. <laughs> Like, like, we have 10 more to edit. You mm-hmm. just recorded, like, a video this afternoon. You got to get over it. Just, just get it out and just be happy with it. That's, no, that's, that is perfect. Like, that is so great to hear. I feel like so many people struggle with professionalism, yes. too. Where it's like, you might not even realize how in your head you are of like, oh, I have to get this perfect or like, this Mm -hmm. is why I haven't done it. Me personally, I also have like probably 10 drafts where it's like, (laughs) what are you, what are you waiting for? What's, what's going to change between today and tomorrow? That's like going to make it perfect. Nothing. Nothing. And you always think you're going to have like another idea. You might have like one small idea to change it, but it really wasn't monumental. Like we're the only people that think this hard about these things. It's literally just your system. Yeah, a hundred percent. And once you can like kind of switch that mental, that mm. piece, like you, you can rule the world. Actually, it's me forward. <laughs> so you've been trying a new restaurant for the past like seven years. What kind of sparked the idea behind trying this challenge? Dude, it's about to be eight. It was crazy. Oh my um, gosh. Honestly, it was me getting into USC. So I lived in Seattle for high school. Actually, was born in LA, lived here until the fifth grade, moved away. And once I knew that I was moving back here uh, and like going out to school, I'm like, should I do? Like, I didn't want to be stuck on campus. Mm-hmm. And I had already 
spent so much time like trying places in Seattle. Like this is already something that I did, but it wasn't really like a challenge. Mm-hmm. Um, so I said, you know what? Let's choose one place a week. You know, because eventually we're gonna be everywhere on campus, and like we're gonna have to get out and not get comfortable in this bubble. So. I just, I just set it out as a thing. My, my friends started, started like participating, participating too, but truthfully, it was just to get me out of my comfort zone and like just revisit a city that I once knew as a child, but wanted to experience now as an adult. Mm-hmm. So, so everything about that it was so different. Like places that I used to love weren't open anymore. Yeah, or I, I just didn't like them anymore. Like, my, my taste, taste had changed, mm-hmm. and it really pushed the envelope for me. I'm so happy I did it. I've met a, great, a lot of great people, but also experienced a lot of new cities, like, in LA, just bopping around. It was worth the challenge, actually. Yeah. Still doing it. I know. Does it? Do you ever feel like you're just, like, going to run out of things, or do you feel like new restaurants pop up every week? I don't think I'll ever run out honestly because being on social media or even either LA releases like a, a monthly uh, a monthly article or maybe be like quarterly article where they say like all the restaurants that are coming out and they explain like what they're gonna have and I just search that every single time I like look look at the pictures and see what's coming out but also so many places that have been around for years that I've never tried. People are telling me things by word of mouth. And honestly, I get more overwhelmed deciding which place to try than like thinking I'm going to run out. I think it'll it'll never end. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Is there a way like you keep it organized? Like, do you keep like a running list of like where you've been? Running list of every restaurant I've tried and like the timestamps and what I've ordered, but also a running list of the restaurants I want to try. So I don't like save them on socials, but I think mm-hmm. it just like revisiting bookmarks really isn't a thing for me. I don't honestly. do that. <laughs> so I just go to the notes app, like me and my notes app, we were like this. And I just write down places that interest me, right? Because you know, mm-hmm. people are gonna always be in your ear and be like, you need to try this and right. people come with that. I'm like, if I look it up. And it's not calling out to me. I'm not going there. I'm not going to be present. I'm not spending my money. I'm not going. Right. So I just write a list. And then uh, I always put like the one that's most recent at the top. And then eventually I'll go through and be like, ooh, this place. Yeah, I'm not passionate about that. And we delete it off the list. Like that happens all the time. Like I'm like, this place has been in here for six months. I haven't went. Yeah. I haven't thought about it. It's got to go. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. yeah like what is the food scene out there for you that's a honestly are you, are you trying new places often no and i should be i should take the share challenge because i don't i go to the same places it's like i find somewhere i like and then i'll go there like five times a week Oh, you're like, like, oh, yeah, I gotta, I'm getting this, I'm getting that. Kansas City is also weird in, like, the food Mm -hmm. scene. I feel like we have the same, like, 
restaurant over and over again like i feel like there's like opening up it's like the same yeah like we have like the aesthetic like bars and like i feel like there's potential like i know um kansas city kansas has like the best tacos Mm -hmm. like nationally they've been ranked and then like of course everyone knows kansas city barbecue yes um casey barbecue is okay i will debate on like a favorite place i like arthur bryant's a lot that is a controversial take for some um but it's it's like i know i love it it's like one of those hole in the wall like it has been there sometimes those be the ones honestly i know and like you'll go in the lines out the door like their Mm -hmm. systems are all like punch in like they hand it to you out the window like it's it's very um it's hole in the wall i love it (laughs) And then I think, what else do we have? Gates, they'll they'll yell at you whenever you come in. I think that oh. experience is fun. Gate, gates, you have to go to if you've never been. Okay, okay. like if you go one of those places where they, they, they cuss, cuss you out, out. <laughs> or um, like they yell at you. They don't cuss you, you out, but, like but their thing is like, as soon as you walk in, how may I help you? Oh, okay. So, so you'll be like, halfway back in the line and mm-hmm. they're at, they're talking to you they're saying how may i help you because everyone else in front of you is already ordered oh and so like yeah. if you don't answer right away we'll go to the next person they're gonna keep yelling at you and they'll, eventually you'll, they'll skip you but Ooh. gotta be on your toes at gates <laughs> you do you gotta be like on your p's and q's yeah <laughs> it's kind of they're kind of scary it's kind of wrecking it is. Did you go? So you went to a lot of restaurants also in Seattle too before you mm-hmm. moved. Yeah. What I, is food like there? Oh my god, it's like a cultural melting pot. Literally, I'm pretty sure nine eight one one eight. That's the area code. It's like at one time, like during the high school, when I was in high school, there was the most diverse zip code in the U.S. Mm. And I went to high school in that zip code. So you can imagine, like, my school was literally blended. I mean, like, every single, probably every single African country was present, every single, like, Asian, South Asian, like, That's so Pacific cool. Island, like, you name it. And truthfully, white people were the minority at my high school. Yeah. I believe it. You know, I wasn't bad at that. (laughs) It was super, it was just so diverse. And before I moved to Seattle, I actually lived in Alabama. So, like, I quit, lived in Mobile, Alabama uh for middle school. So, I, like, went from a place where, like, it was literally just black and white people and then some Asian people and then... Hispanic people were like slim, like they were very interesting. Angry. Yeah, and then I went to like super cultural high school, and that's when I really like ramped it up. Like I was trying Vietnamese food, like I tried pho mm-hmm. for this first time. Mm-hmm. I had tried Ethiopian food first time having injera. Like I was just trying everything, getting into Thai food, like pad Thai, pad Siu. Like I just went crazy, but. It was so good. Like everything there is so good. Like they have, they have a lot of cultures on rock. Like just mm-hmm. there's so much representation, and my man, I'm literally missing it right now. <laughs> so good. I love it's a that. Great, it's a great eating city as well compared mm-hmm. to LA. But that you f- that's yeah. what really changed me. Do you feel yeah. like LA has like a good kind of mm-hmm. food scene? Yeah. yeah. I'd say 
it has a it has more than a good it has a great one and i think it has haters which is so sad i have seen haters that's why i ask so mm-hmm. i've seen people say that i haven't had bad dining experiences mm-hmm. when in la um i've only been a handful of times mm-hmm. and to a handful of places but <laughs> i've had good experiences so whenever people are like oh the food is so bad here like nothing is good i think they're just looking at the wrong places, honestly. Because how how can you say that when this is one of the largest cities? There's so many people. There's so many cities within this city, right? So you're in LA, but then you can be in, you know, Echo Park. You can be in, like, Torrance. You can be in Marvis. You can be in Pacific Palisades. Like, you could be all over. You could be in the valley. There's like two valleys, like what are you doing? Like you're just not looking in the right places. Or, you know, you're going to the stereotypical restaurants that mm. you've seen online. You're like, oh, this has gotta be it. And some of those are really great. But I think people don't get out of WeHo and that's their problem. <laughs> like you gotta you gotta get out. Right. Don't just stay in this like one little area. There's so no. much more. No, there's so much more. I'm just, that's my thing is like, anytime someone says that, my answer is, you're a bad researcher. Clear, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's so real. I kind of use like TikTok as my search mm-hmm. engine now. So like, I was just in San Francisco and like, we were looking for places to eat and like, figure that out. And so it's like, okay, I'm going to look on TikTok first. Yes. See, like who's made videos, what the food looks like. I feel like it's heavy on the food because you're not yeah. going to find those pictures on Yelp. Like they're not going to do the scan on Yelp. Like I need yeah. to see what it looked like hot and fresh and what the scene yeah. looks like. I do appreciate TikTok over Yelp 100% because I think Yelp is a Karen app. Like mm. people really go on there to complain. Okay. And I do think there are some positive reviews, but when you read the negative ones, it's mm-hmm. like the marketing was so bad. But then like earlier in the review, they said the food was so good and they gave them a two. So it's like, yeah, it is really, unbalanced. What are you really rating here? <laughs> The no. parking's gonna most of the parking's gonna be bad anyways, but Yeah, absolutely. Speaking of rating apps, you have a Google Maps kind of recommendation. <laughs> like how would you explain it? Explain it to the audience. So there's a Google like site, you know, called Google My Maps where you can input like geological references and I use it for restaurants, but you can use it for like anything honestly use it for like hikes you can use it for hairstylists businesses you name it and i just over time added the restaurants that i have like loved and appreciate and that i approve and i take it so serious because i'm like if i go somewhere and they start acting up and the food wasn't good that third time i went there i'm like you're getting revoked from the like don't play with me like that so I always recommend people, I'm like, if you're someone who likes to keep track of things and, like, be organized, then get on the Google My Map. Um, I find that it's, like, my easiest way and, like, most organized way for me to show what's going on in my head because it's Mm -hmm. hard to organize everything on, like, Instagram or TikTok for the shoot. You can only do so many uh, bookmarks, Mm -hmm. right? And, like, you don't really have that to show your followers on a 
Instagram, but I actually yeah. got the idea. It was like my junior year of college. I had actually done a class that was a multi-app project. And I had done Share Good Eats as like my project before I really launched it. And that was like mm -hmm. one of the things I came up with. I was like searching the internet, thinking that I had to code my own map Ooh. to like have this idea. <laughs> yeah, I thought I was gonna do some insane stuff. Like I was gonna have to code it on my website. And I actually know how to code, which is crazy. But I was like, hell no, we can't. Mm. Like there's mm -hmm. gotta be a way. And I found Google My Map and it's like the easiest thing. Cause when I update it, it only takes like two minutes, maybe. Oh just log in. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, trust and believe I will be using that map once I touch down in LA. Cause I feel like mm. you have the best recommendations. You are so honest. Like you're not, <laughs> you are going to be honest about your experience, how it tastes. Like it's not. Yeah. Like what's the point of sugarcoating it? You guys like not all experiences are perfect either. So. Right. No. Thank you for to know that. And to like, have you ever had a truly horrible dining experience while you've been out filming specifically, like out, you're out filming for share good eats and you have a bad experience. Like, has that happened to you? Any bad experiences? Um, <laughs> yes. I was, I was only like one instance and it was actually one of my, it's my most viral video. <laughs> When I got, I got turned away from a bar, I'm not even going to say the bar's name because we look at some beef <laughs> right now, but oh, I got no. turned away from the bar. I like go, you know, I show my ID and they're like, oh, you have to be um, like over 30. I'm like, over 30? The fuck? Like, I thought they were joking <laughs> because before then it was never like a rule. So I had posted, oh. I had posted you know, on TikTok and it got on like old head TikTok. And I they, did. I saw that. They did not like, like that, that video. video. It really hurt them. But that was my only bad experiences. Um, before, I mean, beyond that, like everything's been super positive. I think it's because I also live in LA and like we're in such a city where it's like, hate to say that it's like influencer crazy or whatever. But mm -hmm. so many people are recording. Um, and people are re usually really nice about it. And sometimes they'll be like, oh, like, what are you filming for? If I don't, I don't like, tell them, them I'm coming in there to do a video, and they'll right. like, give me free stuff, like they'll comp stuff, and they'll mm. be like, "Oh yeah, like also put this in the video." They'll ask me if they're like, if I have any questions. They're like so happy to help, especially if they know that like I could boost, you know, engagement for their business. Yeah, tripping. Yeah, I feel like small businesses too, probably especially, are like, "Oh yeah, like this is easy for us to just kind of slide this in." Yeah. I get so many emails and like in exchange for a meal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, oh. well, I'll be honest. <laughs> if that's what you want, I'll be very honest. <laughs> that's one thing I always say is like when people reach out, even like for paid partnerships for a restaurant, I'll tell them, I'm like, okay, listen, this review is going to be completely honest. Like if I say this is BS, like that check better clear. That direct deposit better still hit instantly <laughs> in three days. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, because we're always we're gonna keep it real. I mean, you ask for it, be ready. Right, a hundred percent. And that's another one of the questions I had for you is how do you maintain kind of the balance of authenticity when doing partnerships with like brands or restaurants, like as a content creator? Yeah. yeah. Mm. 
So I'd say is letting them know, like, first and foremost, my review is always going to be real. It's going to be honest. I'm going to tell you how, how I feel. Like, of course, you know, if it's overall a positive review and there was, like, one thing that bothered me, I'll say that. But I think the best way to go about it is, like, I never want to burn any bridges. That's not the kind of person yeah. I am. So... If, if I, I do just a place, I feel like it's done in an eloquent, you know, maybe a little nasty, nice <laughs> way, but it's not like I just don't want to shit on places. I keep that trust between you and your followers. Like, that's basically what it's built on, right? Yeah. Especially when you're like recommending things. Like, you don't want to take that lightly at all. Yeah. What has been kind of your journey, like, growing as a content creator? Did you start on TikTok, or what is kind of, like, your go-to platform? I actually started on Instagram, but I was only posting my food content on my personal Instagram. Like, share Carlton, if you guys follow me on there, I don't post at all. But my personal Instagram, back when I only had as my social media I would just just share share stories of all the places that I was trying. And my friends would be like, you got to make a separate Instagram. Like, you got to make a food page. (laughs) So, So like, I was like, I don't really know, y'all. Like, I was just doing it, you know, for myself at that point. Right. But I did post, like, blog posts on my personal website, sharecarlton.com at the time. Mm -hmm. So, I'm like, if you guys wouldn't read a little further, like... Go on there. Then eventually yeah. one summer, um, I had had this deal with my friend. She was like, no, like, you're so serious about this. You're so passionate about this. Like, you could really go far. My mom had always said that. <laughs> so I ended up making um, a share to Instagram. I had been posting on there for a while. And then, like, only during COVID is when I got on TikTok. Like, mm-hmm. I thought that was a that. <laughs> yeah, I think we all did. <laughs> Yeah, so I started posting on there after, but like balancing two platforms has been now, now three. I'm now on YouTube too, mm-hmm. so like it has been a challenge. Um, but slowly, like just just staying consistent. That's like been the biggest thing overall for me. Just like staying consistent on all platforms. Yeah, it is a challenge. No, and how do you like? continue to stay motivated as a food storyteller and like Mm. growing in your wellness journey too as you kind of like not just pivot but like kind of transition into like showing your whole life online and not just like your eats because it I mean not only is it an algorithm shift but it's just kind of like what what motivates you to kind of keep going honestly I just feel like it's the experiences that keep me going. Because, yeah, the food's good, but I just truly enjoy, like, the time spent talking about the places that I've been going to, Mm -hmm. connecting with people, like, building community. Um, Like, the time that I'm spending with, like, someone across from me. Like, it's just, like, a wholesome hangout in the end. But Mm -hmm. with the the, uh, wellness side... Like, me slowly opening up that door, I realized that, like, yes, I post about food all the time, but people don't know, realize behind the scenes, like, the bitches work all the time. Like, I eat clean at home, and I don't actually post what I eat at home. And I think, you know, eventually I am going to have to, like, open that door 
so that people can see that I kind of like, I do, I don't want to say, say do things in moderation. I'm trying to think of the way, uh, I'm an intuitive eater, eater, right? So that's my habits is intuitive eating. I don't restrict myself. I feel like that's just not a way that I could live. Yeah. And it's not sustainable. Like living like that is not sustainable at all. So I'm realizing that slowly I am opening that door, showing people like, hey, I go on a walk every day. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm doing Pilates twice a week. I'm doing weightlifting three times a week at home. I'm like open up the fridge. I'm just, you know, scrambling up some eggs. Like, you know, eating like some turkey bacon and having like kombucha on the side. Like it's so much, it's, it's a shift from mm-hmm. what you're truly seeing me post about. So we're integrating it. Yeah. Slowly. I love it though too, because it expands your audience. The people that want to see, you know, the food, the restaurant recommendations, they're still here. They still get their, you know, their feed, their fix. But then you also get to build this community with other people that are doing similar things where it's like, oh yeah, I go to Pilates and I do the things and like they can see too, like, oh, I can go out to eat if I want to. I feel like that's something that some of the wellness girlies on TikTok could really benefit from is like, when we say balance, it truly means balance. It doesn't mean yeah. just like, oh, you can think about going out to eat <laughs> or like maybe just like go out and get like shit face and like mm. use like all your calories or whatever. In on like one meal, yeah. Yeah, like you can go out to eat multiple times a week and still be healthy. Yeah, it is like, you know, people are always going to criticize what you're eating, period. Mm-hmm. But I think it just all boils down to like really what works for you. Mm-hmm. And restriction is just not a way to live. I just feel like, you know, yes, we have one life. I mean, unless you believe in reincarnation, <laughs> I'm like, you can like, we have to balance. Like, I, I can drink my green juice in the morning and then tonight have some ribs. Like, I don't see what's wrong with that. I don't either. <laughs> we can do it all. We can. The duality of a woman, for real, because green juice and ribs. Yeah, like, we'll be okay. This one meal is not going to stop. The game's not going to stop my goals. Mm-hmm. Like, it's about balancing, and I'm also not someone that counts calories. Like, I've never got into that because I think that I would just be too, like, on my, what's it called, a fitness pal. Like, I would just be yeah. doing too much personally. I think it would just get... It will get something. It is. It's a, I would say it's like a very slippery slope for me too, Mm -hmm. where it's like, okay, I start off fine when it's like I'm mentally taking note of like, okay, because I'm really trying to track protein, but then it's like, yes, I will say I track protein. Yeah. But in tracking on these apps, I also see the calories. So then it's like, wait, wait a second. I shouldn't have done that. It's like overthinking it, but I feel so much better and so much healthier when I just eat intuitively. Yes. Like I think mentally calculating is honestly the way to go. Like it's a safe bet. Mm -hmm. My thing is like, we so see so many uh, like wellness influencers that like post, you know, like they're tracking being like the corner when they make a video. And I'm just like, okay, that might work for you. But then again, like, I think that we're at a point where we have to say, you know, this might be triggering mm-hmm. for some people. And I try, like, especially with my videos, I'm not trying to trigger anybody. I don't, right. I'm not talking about like body image or anything. Mm-hmm. Like, we, we got to all, we have our own 
mental battles that we yeah. have to overcome. I'm not trying to resurface anything for anybody. Right. Not in my comment section. <laughs> no. Not here. It's not funny, but I'm like, that's not, I'm not trying to do that. No. Not so real, too. What do you, what is kind of your take on hate comments? Have you gotten any? And like, what is your process of dealing with that? And do you respond? Like, what's, what happens? So I was in an era of like responding to the video, you know, like I would, I mean, not responding to the comment with a video. Mm -hmm. And I felt like that was like me taking my um, power back, but I had actually had dinner with um I think it's like the girl B. Mm-hmm. She makes like uh Pilates, she's like class pass content. Mm-hmm. And she was saying how like she actually shifted to not responding to them and just instead like blocking those people because it is your page. Mm-hmm. And instead of like giving them more energy, kind of like nip it in the bud. And since I took that advice, I felt like I've been able to just like it really hasn't bothered me. I'm like, all right, I'm going to hit that block button real quick. Because, like, I don't have to keep allowing you to get on my page. Because that, that's really what started. Is that I had, like, this one person that would just comment, like, nasty things on multiple videos. And I was like, this is getting to be a little too much. I had blocked them. They ended up actually commenting that hate on Instagram. I thought of oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I'm just like, I'm going to protect my space. And I think my space is like still, you know, my social media pages. Mm-hmm. That is like an extension of that. And if you got the hate, you're, you're getting booted off. Yeah. Like you don't deserve to live on it. <laughs> no, I agree. I, I'm pro blocking um, mm-hmm. and pro not responding. Like it's, it really is hard for me not to respond because it's like, <laughs> I just want to correct you. Like I just. <laughs> I just, why are you saying that? But, yeah. <laughs> what did you go to school for? Media arts and practice. Okay. So basically what I do now on the internet, it's like what I went to school for. Right. So I didn't waste my degree. No. I still use it. But I also was pre-dental. Mm. So I had um, goals of going to dental school post-grad. I had worked at a dental office too. Mm-hmm. Do you still want to? Right now, I wouldn't say I'm, like, passionate about dentistry like I used to be. So I'm putting it on the background. If it comes up again, like, we'll do it. I mean, I'm literally 24. Like, there's people that don't start school until they're, like, 27, 28. Mm So I'm just, like, not even worried about that. It could be a phase or this really could be the end either way. Yeah. It'll be what it is. I I have look, I'm completely aligned with that. I was unemployed most this year, so I just let it let it ride and let it do. He's vibing out. What did you go to school for? Um, integrated marketing communication. Okay. So I I mean again, like online still kinda using the degree, but I am gonna go back to work. Cause I can't yeah. I didn't mean to I mean like I meant to quit my job, but it's like I kinda had to. But you're like, I'm ready to get I'm back ready. into the game. I not having a salary has been hard. Mm, it's the stability too. Yeah, it is the stability, but it's 
it's not fun depending on other people. I'm an independent girly. Like, I don't, <laughs> even when it comes to like going out to eat, I'm like, uh, I probably shouldn't do that, but I'm still going to. Yeah. Okay. So to wrap things up here with Cher, if you had one piece of advice to share with someone who's interested in starting their content career, what would you say? Be authentically yourself. I think it will always get you the furthest, but it's always going to be the easiest. I think fabricating yourself to like be something you're not or what you think people want to see is not going to be something that you can keep up with in the long run. Like if you're you, you can always be you. It's not going to be hard. I think the only thing that's going to be hard is you like showing yourself, like showing your authentic self. I think that's the only scary part, but yeah, literally just be you. And I feel like your people, your community will find you no matter what. <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining me today. Share, tell the people where they can find you on social media and connect with you. You can find me on Instagram at ShareGoodEats and TikTok at ShareGoodEats. That's C-H-E-R-G-O-O-D-E-A-T-S. And I'm on YouTube. <laughs> yeah period. The people will follow you there. Thank you again for joining me and let's have breakfast.